Milanistas of the world. Hey, how's it going? It's your hosts, uh, Husney and Shane. A very sick Shane with probably what is COVID. Uh, and it's a Shane who needs a lot more sleep and a lot less stress in his life. But yes, Shane from Nairobi, Kenya. So it's good to see you guys. We're uh, just coming at you with some some of the latest Milan news. Just a recap, talk about it, figure out what's going on with the greatest team in the world. Oh, you froze there, Shane. I think Shane's uh, connection went down a little bit. But yeah, it's uh, good to uh, speak to you guys again. It's been about a week since our last podcast. Uh, thank you guys for those who are watching, liking, subscribing our videos. Uh, it's been great help to us. And especially for those who watched our shorts. So that was from my time in Dubai, which I'll speak about a bit about later. Uh, so yeah, uh, what, we do have a show for you guys here today, especially with what's been going on in the past few weeks. Uh, with regards to this winter camp that's been taking place in Dubai, as well as a little bit of transfer news, if you can call it that, and what's uh, the situation of our team. Uh, I think we got Shane back. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, man. Shane, you're back. Great. It's great. It's great. It's literally just, just the camera. Can you hear me? Of, I, yeah, I can oh, hear you. Oh, your sound chain. Sorry. Ah. Uh. Okay, now you're good. You're good. You're good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm so sorry. I think it's it's <laughs> I was quite a good boy this year, but I don't know. I think I think you know the universe is just really bad plans for me this year. I don't for the remainder of this year. So I think I'm better off just staying inside till 2023, man. Anyway, sorry about that. Go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, so I was telling uh, the our listeners and viewers uh, about uh, you know what we're going to speak about a little bit about today the training camp in dubai uh, as well as the state of our team are we then ready for 2023 as the new challenge especially we're going after the second star so shane uh give us some general thoughts where, where do you think the team's at right now um so the i think the 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 dubai games didn't really tell us uh or told us or what we already knew um i mean it in the context of, especially when, so when you looked at, uh, was it the, the Liverpool game especially? So, we're, I mean, we're playing a lot of guys that didn't even start for us, you know, and we were we were muscled off the ball and, and just kicked around the, the pitch. But everyone knew that if, if we didn't, you know, start with a lot of our established players, this was going to happen, right? This, it, this is no secret there. Um, interesting takeaway from that game, though, for me, um, Tatarishan, who I like, I mean, he could, he could just finish up now, really, you know, uh, get a pat in the back and, and just leave. I think Morante has shown that he's a bit more capable, both in the penalty shootout and during the game, you know, he seemed a bit more mobile and a bit more active. Um, other thoughts on that game? I think Adley played well. Again, so, another pre-season, pre if you can call it that, of uh, good performances by Adley. That's it, man. That's it. Well, like, what do you... So, what, Hosni, what are you thinking about... So, are, are you thinking... Okay, so my my feeling with Adley was uh, not that people were running out of patience with him. I think we're, they were more running out of patience with Pioli and the coaching staff for not giving him 
additional time on the pitch, right? Do you think that the time that Adley has been given has maybe shown purely in the management enough uh, that they can, you know, actually chance starting him in a couple of league games and see how it goes? What do you think? Yeah, so if he didn't play well, then you could be you could say that this is a cause for concern and he should be loaned out to get some solid game time. But this is the second, you could say, friendlies in a row where Adley's really impressed. And if you look back all the way, and we speak, spoke a little bit about that in the Lumezana. Sorry if I keep butchering the name. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm terrible. Forever known as Lemonade now, yeah, hasn't he? The, the lemon team, the lemon squad. He, he saved us for, yeah, until the subs came on, which was the Primavera team that really won uh, to, to prove a point and you know put up a good performance. It, it's been Adley at the very beginning. So he's done right by me and he should be rewarded uh, in the coming next few games. Uh, I, I made a point, especially to the other guys in the chat, that we're playing Salernitana. Why should we have our best 11 just to be able to beat Salernitana? So granted that they're not the relegation-threatened Salernitana of last season, they're, in my opinion, a better team uh, going into this game. And especially with their, you could say, star goalkeeper Ochoa from the Mexican national team, fresh off the World Cup. So it, it's a better Salernitana. But then again, we are AC Milan, we're defending champions. Why do we need Giroud? Why do we need Theo for that game? You know, there should be an opportunity to rest them. Uh, Ali should be start. And, uh, you know, I've said it, before, I think it should be the starting lineup, especially up front. Uh, and this should be tested against PSV, which we'll speak a little bit about later. Uh, we should have CDK up front if Origi is not performing well. Uh, Liao will be back. We'll have CDK as, uh, sorry, as a striker, as I mentioned. Adli as a camp. And right wing, Salad, man, the Salmakers. Yeah, he scored a goal. I think he's coming back over injury much stronger than how he left the team. And You're just saying Salad be- now because he's your best buddy. Yeah, ever since I took that's, that photo. That's all then... that is. We'll talk about <laughs> I'll, this I'll be, later. I'll but, be sure uh, to show yeah. everyone that photo. That's it. <laughs> you just got matching tattoos. <laughs> I wish I could get the matching haircut, but yeah, the color is a bit that's different. It. <laughs> that's it. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you say, though, especially about the PSV or PSV. Right, I guess if you're in uh, the Netherlands, but um, <clears throat> I think that that game is is probably going to be a bit more telling because I I'd be relatively sure that Pioli's going to put out a good starting eleven for that, just to get the guys prepped for the you know for the uh, <clears throat> for the for the start restart of the you know second half of the season. So that's going to be very telling. Um, yeah. It, I think just for me, though, uh, what's I think a, a big takeaway, though, from those set of games, uh, it it seems to be that like we're we're so over over reliant now on Giroud and Leao. Like we're we're completely over reliant on him. I mean, we're in a situation where even even in a, on a friendly, you know, it's like. Even even as good as as Benazir could be or as or as Tonali can be, it's like we we don't really have much going on up that side of the pitch. I I'm I I hate saying it because I was kind of I still tried being positive towards Rebic, but I'm kind of think I'm kind of siding with you now about. I we're just not seeing anything from this guy. 
I mean, if we can flip him for like 20 million or whatever, I mean, at this point, you know, I think he's got to go. Yeah, so in the case of Rebic, uh, he's done for me as a player. So uh, for those who have watched games in person before, you'll be able to see a lot more than what you see on uh, on the television. The, the reason being is that, you know, the TV, they focus on certain moments and certain angles of play, usually where the ball is. But if you're there in person, you'll be able to see the players where they are out of possession. So, you know, uh, especially in the ball threatening our goal, you'll be able to see what the attacker's up to. Rebic doesn't look interested at all. As a player, I think he's done. Maybe the fact that he's won the Scudetto. Uh, I don't know if that's his biggest trophy. Maybe it is uh, with the team, uh, with any with any team in, the, in his career. But uh, he's not shown anything. And we can't be making excuses for players. This is the one thing that really gets me when it comes to fans and how they see the team. I don't make excuses for any players. It's a competition. Everyone has to try their best. There are other players and other people that are willing to take their place. And they are in the same squad. So wh- why should should we be lenient? Rebic, no doubt, you know he's 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 been important for us. If you talk about the Renaissance under Pioli, uh, Maldini, you know that, and Basara and everyone else in that uh, management hierarchy. Uh, so he he's done his part, yeah. He's done his part. He's caught the goals. He's kept us in the in games before. He's won games for us. But the time has come. You know, players aren't going to be the set that consistent forever. And in the case of Rebic, he's had serious injuries. He keeps having them. Liao is now above in the hierarchy. I think he's done. We have to look ahead. Rebic not the guy. But Shayna, if we say that about Rebic, I mean, where does that really leave us in terms of the squad depth? Because he's supposed to be the guy that covers our left wing. And if he's not performing and Liao, you know, God forbid, he goes down for whatever reason. And we know that second half of the season... Uh, players might be looking for blood because uh, it's going to be a tough uh, race, especially if we uh, want to be Scudetto uh, winners or even the top four. So what, are that, what do you think about our depth? Is, is it really getting worse? And how are we coming out of this winter camp? So it's it's going to be a very interesting thing to see because on one hand, it's you're in a difficult situation with Redbird, right? Because let's be honest here, they don't give a toss about Milan. All I see is dollar signs, right? And how they can extract it from Milan. So uh, that's that's not being harsh on them, but look, they're they're there for it's it's a business, right? Um, but even though it's a business, right, you have to you have to spend money to to make money, right? Um so what I'm interested to see though, uh, with Redbird is how much do they do they trim down the squad? Because let's be honest, right? We I was looking at some of the stats compared to even some of the biggest some to some of the bigger teams in Italy, right? And we have a relatively large squad in terms of the, the amount of starters that we have. The problem is, is the the depth isn't there, right? But you know, because we have such a large squad, then surely that must mean that there, there can be a couple of of areas that can be trimmed down, right? Especially if we're going to go bare bone, you know. Um, because if we can't really afford to buy anyone, then, you know, that's potentially because we have, you know, 31 players of, of which maybe 25 can, you know, feasibly start, uh, depending on what position, obviously. But, uh, so, I mean, there's, there is an argument to be made, uh, if Leao gets his contract, 
Um, you know, do you chance Leal uh, not getting injured? Do you sell Rebic? Maybe get 20 million, whatever you get for him. Uh, try and invest that in the right wing. See how it goes. Chance putting Hernandez up at the left wing role because I mean he did okay. I know it wasn't a left wing essentially; it was more kind of left wing back slash left mid left midfielder for France during the World Cup. But he did quite well, you know. Obviously, then that means you have to bring in Balotelli, which in itself can be a disaster. But um, you know, there there is a couple of things they could that they could try, but uh, like. The, the the closer that we go without us picking up points, right? It's it essentially up to up to a point. If if we don't start allocating results or allocating getting sorry, alloc- receiving three points, you know more often, right? The season's going to be a write off unless we do something miraculous in the Champions League. Anyway, so if the season's going to be a write off, and let's just say you have Benacer and you have Leao uh, signed up, and you're confident that they're staying. You know, and let's say that those deals, those deals get done by this before, let's say, early January, right, or the start of January, then you can kind of focus on the transfer market, and you could maybe even say to Leo, "Look, we've given you a huge contract, and I'm sorry to tell you this, but you will probably be playing every game from now until June." I don't think he'll but complain. It, exactly, but enjoy your huge contracts, right? So. I mean, you know, but of course, then we have to hope to God that he doesn't get injured um, and just, you know, try and get lucky. But I mean, let's say we do manage that um, and Rebic gets sold. If that frees up 15, 20 million, we can get a right winger with that and just hope, you know, just hope that's, that's that, you know, everyone stays fit until the end of the year and then we can get, you know, some, some proper replacements. Um, speaking about I know this is a, a, a thing that's going to be kind of done to death here, right? But like what what do you think of what do you think of my idea? So let's say if we did think of selling Rebic, right? Let's say an offer comes in. Let's say let's let's say a team from the German league comes and buys them. All right. They say, look, we're gonna give you 15 million for uh Rebic. Do you take it with the understanding that you're probably would you like let's say Leao signs and an offer come comes in for Rebic. Do you take it, uh Hosni, uh, assuming that they then invest that twenty million or fifteen million on the right wing? Yes, I would. Uh the reason being is that uh, fifteen million is especially to a club like us, uh seems it might as well be 150 million because we barely made a sale <laughs> if if we can even call uh, the loan with option for Hauger that. So uh, it's money, and we probably could use it. Uh, for me, it's there's two criteria yeah, when it comes for incoming players. One is, of course, their skill, their ability. Uh, I'm not looking into potential anymore because uh, I, just, I just don't like the use of that word because that just means that we're waiting for players to become good. Uh, I, I don't want to be that club anymore. I know that we were for for a while. Uh, then, the, But the second one is availability. Yeah, How injury-prone are they? Are they able to start right away? So it seems to be this recurrent theme within uh, the club that our signings, they either come off a serious injury or they just not fit from day one. Uh, I understand that we cannot expect uh, any new player to have an immediate chemistry because they've never played with you know, our system and our players before. But 
what I see other teams is that, and th- this is a big difference. Other teams they do go for players that maybe are a bit more versatile, that are able to you know start right away and, j- and jump right into the team. You could argue CDK is a bit that because I think he started uh, quite soon. I think he started maybe the second game, uh, if I'm not mistaken, second or third game. So yeah, that, I think so. It was yeah, relatively yeah. soon. Yep. Uh, as compared to Adley, who uh, I think what is almost towards the end of the uh, of of this year that he started the game. Who was it against Cremonese? Whichever team that it was. Or was it Torino? Was, and that's it. And he played like nearly every game in preseason and played yeah. quite well. That's that's the weird thing. And if I recall, CDK, and I think this is probably due to the way that the transfer uh, unfolded, but CDK didn't either didn't feature much in in the preseason games or no, not, not at all. He joined on maybe on the last day, even close. To that the, was uh, yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. 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 So, uh, mm. is these players that are able to join and start right away? You know, no matter they don't have to be you know world class because let's face it, we can't afford any world class players with the budget that that we're looking at. But they should be able to at least start, you know, a few minutes here and there. So that's that's just a, a problem that we should resolve. Uh, I, I don't know in terms of strategy how they balance out between you know skill, ability, and uh, and availability uh, that they're able to to play the games, but. There needs to be more focus that we need players that are fit, uh, able to hit the ground running because the team needs it. Yeah, we can't be, as you've mentioned, Shane, we can't be playing the same players over and over again. And there are another 19 teams in the in the league, especially the lower ranked teams. I I don't see why we would need our star players to play against these lower uh, sides. If we take the friendlies, for example, and I'm not equating a competitive game to a friendly, but you got to give it to some of the other teams that they're willing to take a chance on their younger players, give them exposure, give them game time. And in the long run, it helps them because it builds these players, it builds their their ability, and you'll be able to judge them a lot better. For us, I, I, I'd, I w- you could say that that was the biggest source of me being purely out last season, and I won't be afraid to admit it, that no matter how good of a man-manager he is or you know how close he is to the players, I, I don't think that he's really the right person to bring, you know, 11 young players to a level that you could say is competing in the Champions League uh, consistently. Uh, but yeah, you change, you may disagree with me, but this is how I feel. I think, well, I think, um, I suppose the way I'd look at Pioli is. It... <sighs> I mean, I'm going to focus more on his tactics and his football, right? Um, For me, I know there's a lot of critics when it comes to the way that Milan play, but they play quite a good pressing game. I mean, and it is, some people disagree, but it's, look, it's nothing unique for, you know, I mean, it's Gengen press, right? But it's, um, it's essentially that, but like, it's functional, it works well, and, you know, games can be quite exciting when you watch it. So when I look at that, and then I look at the likes of Antonio Conte, which, look, he's known for being able to, um, he's known for being able to motivate his players and get the best out of his players, but then the football is just atrocious to watch. So it's kind of, right, how are we really progressing here if we got someone like Conte? You know? So, I mean, but look, would we'd have to be foolish if it was a situation where um, we were 
you know, we can't go another two seasons uh, without seeing steady progress in the Champions League. And I don't mean winning it this year and then winning it next year and winning it in three years' time. I just if we mean, did, wow. You know, <laughs> oh, well, like it's, 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 you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, just, you know, but like, um, it, it I, I mean progress in the in the frame of or in the context of okay well so you know this year maybe we make it to the quarters maybe next year we make it to the semis maybe in the year after we still make it to the semis again even even that in itself is progress right you know because you're constantly you're getting to a, a, a very late stage in a competition where it is very highly competitive right so if we seen that from Pioli I'd be like there's no way we can sack this man especially what he hasn't been given. Because let's be honest, I think if he had a better uh, transfer budget going into that club, I th- there wouldn't be a gap between us and Napoli right now. You know? Yeah, but um, I mean, in defense of Pioli, uh, he's in what I see as a coach. So, so the ones that are deciding the signings primarily, I don't think it's him. Of course, that they are looking for his input, but it's primarily driven by Moncada's recommendations to a filtering process by Maldini and Masara, and of course, ultimately approved by uh, the CEO. This is how I see it. But, you know, it's the, they must see something in the player to tell Pioli that, and to a certain extent, Pioli must agree that, yes, I can use this this kid within my team. But with the signings that we've brought in, uh, I mean, has it been a gamble most of the times? I think yes. Uh, and other than, you could say, a very uh, unique example of a, of a success in the in the in the form of Kalulu, other than that, you know, we've actually had more misses than than hits. You know, we look at Balotore, again, not a player that we can confidently start, uh, especially against the teams that we need to, you know, get the points on the scoreboard as a uh, in concrete. Uh, ranks uh, along with option again, another kid. I I I just don't know how these signings translate into starters. I know you've got to build them and, you know, you can't expect everyone to show up being a miracle on day one. Uh, but there's just no path that I can see about how these players start, you know, get into the club, bench, game here and there, then they develop into, into a regular starter. Maybe the, the closest I could say that that happened was uh, Tonali, actually, because he started last season, uh, sorry, two seasons ago on the bench quite a bit, uh, featured for the in those games, didn't do particularly well, but Last season, he exploded. Is everyone Tonali? I, I like to hope so, but we, we know that Tonali is just a different, different breed, you know. His kid's quality. He's always had it in him. But anyways, we'll uh, have to hope for the best. So, uh, Shane, you know, move on to, you know, how particular topics that we have lined up for our audience today. We've got some mm. photos, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's safe for kids. <laughs> that's it so let's speak about this uh, piece of news uh, and I think you will have your opinion I'll let you go first about Rafael Leao and how his renewal situation is going yeah so this is this is pretty much um, how to so this is 101 how to make my company my company being Milan pay me more it's the, it's the same it's the same process of uh so the way that you get a salary increase at your job is you never just ask for a salary increase. 
what you do is you go on LinkedIn Premium, you sign up for a free trial, and you set yourself as looking for a job. <laughs> you know, they have the caption about open to work and all that with the hashtag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's because, what I'm doing. You know, and, and it works because I'll tell you why it works. Um, and because I've done it a couple of times and it's always worked, especially in the, the more senior I got, it always works. It works for the bigger companies. Don't do it to the smaller companies that, you know, if, if it's a small operation. But if you're working for a multinational, do that. And the reason why you do it is because their HR are looking basically at all of their employees and what they get up to on social media. Well, I think the companies that you'd be working for have quite a proactive HR. The HR that <laughs> of the companies that I've been working for, they really don't, couldn't care less what you what you up to. Unless that's you it. The yeah, that's true. That's true. But it's it's the same thing. What he's doing, he's literally just going out and kind of baiting. You know, that's all it is. Tomorrow it could be Manchester United, right? The day after Bayern Munich, the day after PSG. You know, I mean. Look, I can't blame him either, because to be honest, if I had a fine this big and I know I'm as good as I am, I'd be doing the same thing. So I'm hoping that's all it is, and I'm hoping Milan put up the big bucks because uh, he is worth it. If they don't, then, you know, I can I can understand both both points. I can understand why Leal wants to move, and I can understand why, you know, Milan feel that it could no longer afford him. Both are fine. Sell him in this window. Try and hope we, I assume we have someone lined up. I mean, you know, because obviously Moncada and everyone else have had time to probably prepare. So guaranteed they probably have a book of replacements ready. And you might be able to afford a right winger as well. So, yeah. Um, that being said, though, what do you think about this kind of behavior? I don't like the behavior, but I understand it. But what do you think about it? I fully agree with you. So Liao is definitely putting himself in the shop window. And yeah, for the reasons that you've mentioned, uh, quite clearly, no one wants to pay a fine of that amount uh, by himself, and he doesn't have to, by the way. Yeah, Liao is pl as played to a level whereby he does not have to pay that fine. Yeah, just to be clear to everyone else watching and listening, uh, he's he's that sort of player, and you kind know, of credit to him, he's done his job, he's won us the scudetto. So, why shouldn't he be asking for the big bucks? He's not been a childhood Milan fan, and let, let's be real about it. Yeah? A lot of players they claim to be childhood Milan fans and all that, but. We don't need those guys, you know. They can be in the stands, you know, paying their tickets and watching the games. We need players who can perform to a high level and score goals and provide assists. But you see, the see, Hosni, a childhood Milan fan nowadays equates to I played as Milan on FIFA 2004 and they were great. So I was a childhood <laughs> Milan fan. That's what it translates to these days. Yeah, well, I'll take those fans other than... <laughs> over some of the players that we have and how they treat the club. But yeah, you're right. He, in the eyes of, I would say, most of people, yeah, let's, let's face it, Leah has not really done anything wrong. Yeah? He's still in discussions. He's not been uh, outslating the club. Uh, he's been very professional about his behavior. If you were to compare him to the Liao of maybe the first or second season, this is a completely different player. And But it's come to the point whereby he wants to be rewarded. And we know that for... You know, young players, they want to go to make their, mon their money. They want to do their own things, to have their own ambitions. Fair enough. He's also, and I've said this before about um, other players, I won't mention uh, Mr. 99, Mr. GD99. Uh, I don't think the decision is solely in their hands. I mean, you could say that, yes, he is the one who appoints the agents, but 
look at the structure behind these players. You know, they got their parents, they got their entourage behind them, and how they make their decisions. So that's probably having an effect. Uh, what does get me, uh, you know, a little bit irritated is how we, as a club, go about this because you know what the player does, you know what they're all about. This is a standard game that players play. But why is it that we leave it until this time to make, you know, to pull the trigger? The rumor is that we are now ready to offer them the seven million net. Where was this seven million net in the middle of uh, of last season? Because now you know is that we that as the time goes by, the ball is you know is more in his favor because he can it can come to a point whereby maybe the someone saying that I don't want to talk about a new deal anymore. I'll leave for free. I'll collect the big sign-on bonus. I'll settle the my part of the twenty million fine. I'll still get more than seven million net. And the club loses. So where is the you know initiative from the club? Where is the pressure from the club? Because a kid like Liao, a talent like Liao, you, he can it, it works for you both ways. He can be on your team and on the field, scoring goals, creating those assists, or he can give you 120 million, 130, 140 million in terms of transfer fee. He can do both. But them letting, you know, doing nothing or I don't know, you know, playing these sort of games with the agents or with the lawyers, whoever the hell it is, is going to lead to a bad outcome, which is uh, him leaving off free. And you might say I'm a bit negative or pessimistic about it, but we have so many examples where it's, it's happened. I don't want to speak about, you know, uh, our dear friend who left to our snake cousins uh, on the other side of the fence. But if the news reports are believed to be true, it, it was a difference of like, 500,000. Is this the level where that we're at, where, you know, over 500,000, maybe like a million, you could argue one and a half to two million off that we're willing to lose a player like this? I, I think that's the one thing that we have to be really careful of. But time will tell, and, you know, we'll give it some patience to see if the management have learned. Maybe they have One thing I'd be really concerned about, <clears throat> and this is just as a, a speaking from a fan's perspective, right? Let's Let's say, right, he goes to Chelsea, right? And let's just say, right, in a hypothetical universe, right, Milan play Chelsea next year in the Champions League at some stage. Can you imagine Leao against Calabria? <laughs> Not even like... Calabria. Can you imagine if we if we use that money to get the desk or something? Like, can you imagine Leao against desk? We would be so dead. Like. You're you're just kind of hoping everyone comes down with co with COVID and they have to forfeit the game, you know, because even even if they forfeit, it's only like three nil, because you're still probably saving on goal difference at that stage anyway, because it'd probably be much worse, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just about the goal difference, the embarrassment, and you know the ninety minutes that we have to go through of a fan, you know, those painful minutes. We get absolutely battered, like <laughs> it's just destroyed, man. Oh. No, but uh, this <clears> is the thing. It's he has value, and we've made exceptions before because do you remember? And this is back when we were really skimping on money. That we brought in Zlatan on seven million net, a player that was at the time, what was he, 39? We brought a 39 year old at seven yep. million net, and now yep. we are, don't know, struggling or hesitant to pay uh, what 22 year old seven million and we net. decreased uh, Zlatan's salary. Keep in mind. Yeah. I think he's only on a million now only. Because he's, he's never only, he's only... the entire season. We just pay him. No, no, like but fair use. But I understand, but the reason why I'm mentioning that is because it's like we're probably paying out far less 
well, no, because you have Origi and probably Dest. But, yeah, I'd like to look at the wages for this year versus the wages for last year. I don't increase because mm. everyone's gotten a better deal. Tomori, oh, I suppose, deal. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. All right. So, oh, yeah. Keep it going, Leo. Keep poking the bear. Oh, but works. Yeah, let's speak about our star keeper that hasn't featured much this season, uh, Mike Manyan. What are your thoughts, Shane? I mean, are you at a point whereby it's becoming a little too often to, to see another keeper other than our star keeper? So, I, so when, uh, so even through all of this injury, um, <clears throat> this current injury, so until before the World Cup, even during and let's say immediately after the World Cup, I wasn't too concerned, right? Because I was like, look, literally, okay, this guy has been very unlucky, and this is all it is, right? And I can write it off. Um, what's made me very concerned is that the management now are looking at people like Cranio from Manza, I believe. Uh, and Sportiello, Sport, Sport right? Yeah. Um, so that, to me, that means that the management have kind of said, listen, we kind of, we accept the fact now that, so rather than probably invest in a right wing, we acknowledge that it's probably more important to fill the goal. The only way that they're going to do that is if they have a concern about Mike in terms of his his longevity or the fact that he's going to be out for a long time. So I am very concerned. Um, and it is a shame because he's a quality player and the whole team suffers when he's not there. And I hope whatever the hell it is gets fixed because it, it, this is this is crazy. I mean, it's like it's like you were saying. It's like he's been out. This is This is the second long injury now, right? Fair enough. The first one, I think, was a broken wrist, which, look, that's just unfortunate. These happen. But, like, a calf injury for a keeper, it's like, what the hell are they doing to these players? What what are the, like, what is the Milan medical team doing to these players? Because, I mean, a goalie being out this long with a calf injury, and then you're saying that he's coming back in early January and he's going to be back, and now you're saying, oh, it probably won't be till February. How, where, like, who's paying these guys? Yeah, I'll give you the answer now. They're doing nothing because that's uh, been the medical team's approach to all injuries. Eh? And I've mm. said it before, and I'm not afraid to slate this medical team of the physios. They all have fake degrees <laughs> because <laughs> if they had any form of education, they would probably know what to do. It seems to be making the, the thing worse. And Mike, other than his, uh, his ability of just being on the pitch, I think it's also that leadership that he brings to the back line, the confidence that he... He gives to players like Tomori, which is, you know, plays differently knowing that there's a solid keeper behind him. So the, the effects are many. and uh, But I'm a little bit more advanced than you, Shane, because I'm at a point whereby if there is a big offer from PSG, I know it's harsh, but I, I, would, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind it too much if he's sold because we, we need someone reliable and the thing about having a keeper and you know, a keeper as good as, as Mike, because he's recent purchase, yeah? he's not been, he's a recent signing. He's not been with the team for that long, uh, and if you count the number of games, it, not as impressive as uh, some of our other keepers as well. Uh, it's not that difficult to find a good keeper. This is my opinion. Yeah, he's great and all that, 
But if you have a good keeper, or as some people like to say, good enough keeper, th that'll be enough for for silverware. Mike is above that level. I think he's Champions League level. But these injuries, especially when we need him, uh, is is disappointing. Disappointing. Okay, so uh, do we have any further injuries? And no, we have a bit of a, a bright spark to speak about. So this is our youth talent. His name is uh, Kamrada, Kamarda, if if I can pronounce it correctly. Yep. So his name is Kamarda. Uh, so Francesco Kamarda. So yeah. I mean, <clears throat> did he, like he's he's getting these numbers are like. You, you know, you know when you you first start playing FIFA, right? And you're really <laughs> junk at it, right? Which that thing? That's it, right? And then and then you start you start playing on like amateur, right? And then you're like hammering everyone like ten nil and twelve nil, right? Uh, you know, and there's always like this one favor player that you always use to just run past like five or six different players and then score, right? I mean, it, it, he's literally doing this in real life. I mean, he's like, so he's 14 years old, right? And he's got like an average of, uh, he's got an average of 5.5 goals a game, right? Now, keep in mind, uh, there, there's a caveat to this, right? Because an awful lot of these would have been 5v5 and 7v7 because that's the way they do it in the, in the lower ages. But like, I mean... But here's where it gets extra exciting. So he uh, he scored two goals in his first game for the Primavera, so for the under-19s. He scored two goals. Um. So, and they were, I think they were playing, it was, I don't even think it was a competitive match, if, if, I, if I recall. But it was, um, but still, like, I mean, <clears throat> if you're a 14-year-old, right, <clears throat> and you've been called up to the under-19 squad, right, and he scored two goals. And you're you're averaging five goals. I mean, you're obviously uh, like a, a class ahead of everyone else at the under whatever, 15, 16, 17s. So, I mean, bring this kid on, man. You know, let's wait another, you know, let's wait another four years. Let's see what's going on. But it's, it's got to be something with this kid. I mean, it's not just a Mastor where, you know, remember Hakeem Mastor? It was like he was great yeah. watching him, but then... It was like if any time you used to watch him, it was never actually playing football. It was more just like you know doing tricks with the ball. But like if this kid is scoring this, it like this has this amount of goal uh, like input. This this kid could be something special. Um, yeah, so I just want, yeah, yeah. You're right about that, and uh, you know we'll give the the praises to the kid as well because he's probably started as well as. And you would dream of uh, of a player at that age. So the numbers of, of goals, and you know, I've watched some highlights, and I think he also scored the winning goal for his age group. I think um, that was the under 15s. Uh, mm. It was the header. I remember the last game of the season for his age. That's group. the thing, and he scores. He doesn't just score like tap-ins. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? I've, I've been looking at him like he's he's he scores every type of goal you can think of, you know. And like this, you know, you don't. I don't care what age you are, unless you're a cut above, a cut above everyone else. You you don't get those numbers. So, yeah, but the focus should be now about what is the path for this kid because you can tell he's clearly talented. And the standard path of our Primavera players would be is that you know they have a bit of 
uh, a little bit more of uh, skill. And I, when I say that, meaning is that they are on the road to being uh, part of the first team. Is that they will usually go through their loan spells, uh, from Primavera to loan spells. Then loan spells, I think they go to a Sierra A team, just like we saw what happened to Pobega. And then gradually they end up on the on our first team. Then from the bench, then they move on to uh, a starter level. For this kid, I think that process should be accelerated. But I'm going to throw a, a different spin to it. Because I do not think Serie B and below are the quality of stars. Yeah, I think a kid like this should be loaned to a top to a top league. And I'm not saying a top league has to be a top five league, but he has to get some solid game time at a very competitive level. In my opinion, Serie B is not competitive nor Serie C. It's more of like uh, them having a spot, and you just go and you could say you go play with the with the kids in the neighborhood. You know, it's not really going to take you anywhere, but. If you want to see amazing things, if you see him develop quickly, he has to be, you know, do that trial by fire, you know, walk over the burning charcoal. And the only way he can do that is uh, outside of Italy, in my opinion. Uh, but, well, we'll see. Because uh, I, I'm also quite pleased that our Primavera, especially if we look at the youth league, the performances have been great. So they, we were top of the group. We beat some top academies, especially when we were in the same group with uh, Chelsea as well and with uh, Red Bull Salzburg. So they have talents in their uh, youth teams and we were able to comfortably beat them. So after the Primavera, maybe it should be, yeah, that, that's where the loan spells should be uh, arranged. This is an area where I hope the management, and I'm looking at Maldini and Masara, they can get players to come, no doubt about it, but they should also be good in the other way, you know, trying to get our players or loan spells in good teams as well. Because look at the players that we've carried over the years, you know, we're still carrying Diaz from Real Madrid, who we'll speak a bit about later. Dalot, also on a dry loan from Manchester United, he started games for us. We don't do that to other teams. I, I don't know why, but we, I know Real Madrid probably wouldn't take any of our players and start them, especially on a dry loan, but we should be able to do it to another team another team in another league maybe like Portugal which is has quite a, a few good teams in the league I, I, do you think that's that's fair Shane I mean I hope we're not a stepping stone anymore well I'd, I'd like to think so I agree totally <clears throat> I'd like to think what a step uh, what a, I'd like to think a stepping stone is uh, for <clears throat> for getting a, a, a young player like this to be loaned out I think a good stepping stone is that his parent club is is in the Champions League every year, right? <clears throat> so I think now we're kind of hopefully touch wood. We're getting back to the stage where we can confidently say, okay, well, yeah, so we're going to be in the Champions League for the next two or three years, four years, five years, whatever, hopefully, right? With that, then, obviously, you can start kind of, you know, you can start maybe entering into negotiations with kind of clubs that will be your feeder clubs. But I, I agree with what you mean. There's no point in... So, as good as this kid is, uh, there's always a danger of sending him off uh, to a country. Like, let's say we send him to... Oh, let's send him to Brandby. You know, up in... Was it Norway? Where did, where were Brandby from again? Was it Norway? Or Sweden? Or some somewhere up there. Um... So it's like, oh, let's send him off to, to Branby, you know, so he can, you know, freeze his ass off for a year. And, uh, you know, but it's like then you kind of have to say, right, but what 
additional education is he getting that we can provide him with here or what level of you know what level of competition right so um yeah i agree i agree with you totally though i mean what's stopping this kid going to the likes of maybe uh you know someone like braga you know in Porto, in in yeah. portugal right somewhere you know or somewhere that could literally show him how to play maybe a potential different style of football because if this kid is, you know, there must be something with this kid in terms of footballing intelligence because to be scoring it the way he is, he must have it, you know, must have it up there. So, I mean, loan him out to all these clubs in different locations so he can kind of pull the bits, bits best parts that he, he sees from each league, potentially, for the next four years. And then, you know, he's come back as an 18-year-old. I mean, he could feasibly get... Now, I'm not saying he won't be a starter, right? Or he wouldn't he might even be on their B team, for goodness sake. Their B team. He's still getting the added exposure of um he's still getting the exposure of all these different leagues, and then he can take it back to us. And, you know, if he comes good, he can leverage that in the Champions League. I think that's what they should be doing with this kid. Um it just doesn't make sense to keep a player as good as this you know, just based in the Italian league. I mean, it, look, in the worst case, right, let's just say, right, okay, so unfortunately for this kid, it doesn't work out, yeah? But surely, even at the age of 18, 19, if it doesn't work out, how much more remarkable would he be to clubs around Europe if you could say, oh, yeah, so he spent a year in Portugal, he spent a year in Spain, he spent a year in uh, France, England, wherever, you know? It makes it more expensive to buy. So it just makes a no-brainer, but I think he's just getting wasted at, you know, under 15. Uh, you know, just loan him out, get him competitive, see how we, see how it goes from. That would be my thoughts on it. Yeah, you're right. The marketability aspect is uh, often overlooked. And, you know, if, we, if he wasn't in our team and we were looking at a play of that ability, yeah, that age scoring those many goals i mean other clubs will easily ask like what 50 20 30 40 50 million for him yeah just because he's a kid and has that can i say uh messy uh status at that age <laughs> the other under 15s messy label or if you're real madrid just say say he's like 150 million yeah so we have that player you know? now with our squad what are we going to do to develop him and what are we going to do to keep him and if you want to market him, yeah, you know, he plays with other teams, as you mentioned, yeah? Even if it came to the point where we need to sell him, at least the value is it's it's worth your time. Because currently, what is he costing now? I think, like, near nothing. He probably signed for, like, I don't know, in the thousands, as opposed to the millions. So, yeah, we definitely have to find, you know, there are options available, and the, and the club has to be clever to uh, to fully utilize them. Okay. So, yeah, our next uh, person in question is uh, the original, Divock Origi, a player that I've seen live. Uh, he didn't show up for the meet and greet. Uh, but disappointed, yeah? If, I, if there's a word that I could... It's disappointing. If there's a word that I can use to describe my feelings about Divock Origi has been disappointing. On the positive note, he hasn't played the entire season. So we're judging him on a very short uh, matter of months. So at any point, he could come back and he could be a definite star. But Shane, can you say much positive about Origi? I, I know he's only had that one goal and 
I think also an assist. Yeah, so the the reason why I wanted to kind of include him in here is I think we um I think what Milan need to do now at at this stage of the cycle, right, which is trying to build the team up for bigger and better things, hopefully hold on to our superstar players. Let's see how Leao and Benacer turn out. But um if we're at that stage, I think Milan really need to look hard at this and learn a lesson from it. I mean, we got a 27-year-old who, at the age of 27, you should be at the peak of your fitness. You should be you should be the best player that you can be. We got this player for free. From Liverpool? So, yeah, so from Liverpool. So we got this player for free. He did, like, let's be honest, I know he did score a couple of important goals in big games. Credit to him. He'll always have that in his locker, in his career. That's great. But, you know... These teams, they don't they don't let players go for free unless there's a problem. And we're seeing these problems with them. So look, I mean, th- this could I'm the only reason I'm I've added in Origi here is not to kind of, you know, jump on, on top of them and say, Oh, where are you? I was injured. If if someone is has is carrying a very bad injury, we, until people figure out what's going on, look, we shouldn't comment on that. But what we can comment on is, you know, we've we've had a guy for six months. If the stories are to be believed that Milan are trying to sell him, um, <clears throat> fair enough, we got him on a free, right? But my understanding is he's on, what, four million? Yeah. Uh, or is it more? I think it's four. No, no, no. I, I think it's around the same as Theo. I think four, 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 four point five. I think that's the level so, that he's at. So, let, so let's, say, let's say it's 4.5, right? So we've already paid his salary for six months, which is two two and a quarter uh, million, right? Mm-hmm. Who is going to buy this player in January knowing that he's been injured for the last year, pretty much? And Milan are going to now try and sell him. So that means that Milan sees such a big problem here that they're trying to offload him. So who's going to pay over? Like, we're at this point, we're even, even at 27 years of age. I mean, are we, go- you know, what are we going to get from five million? Yeah, you're right. This is a, you know, so like this that's is a very. Goal, that's, that's the other thing that you're going to consider that players also have to agree to want to go. And if Origi thinks that, yeah, you know, I still want to take my chances with Milan, you're going to have to carry this player. This is the sort of risk that you take with these players that are out on the free. That's it. That's it. But uh, I want to bring up Origi a bit later in one of the other slides. Because sure. um, I think there might be some redemption, but it just depends on how Milan play this out. Okay. But yeah, not good news so far, and especially scary if they want to sell him come January, because that means they're, you know, they have serious it, or reservations about the player's fitness. Mm. Sure. Let's see who do we have next. Oh, this has to be the facility that we so desperately need. Thanks to Shane for getting this photo this of the it. board. This is Milan GH, Milan General Hospital. There's probably enough That's episodes it. or enough stories coming out from this building to be like a 10 series run on uh, on Netflix <laughs> from all it. the injuries that we have. But That's it, man. That's can it. we count our the residents that are currently in the hospital? We've mentioned Origi, Zlatan. Who else do we have, Shane? Um, who else do we have? So, Isn't Kier still out? 
uh, he I'm sure he's out in the last games. I think they are, you know, bringing him back slowly. Right. Again, he he played one game during the World Cup. Then the second one, he was benched. Uh, I don't remember the last game he played. So he's not getting as much game time as he was before. Yeah, because we also have Florenzi down. We've, I think, Calabria, which hopefully should be back soon. Uh, Mignan is down, obviously, yeah. Um, Zlatan still. Zlatan is down. Isn't Giroud down now for a bit? I know, fair enough. I think that yeah, was... Yeah, the knee thing, maybe, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Kroonish and Macias. I read somewhere the reports of mus- muscle fatigue. I don't know what the hell that is. That's it. I always say when you hear stuff like that, man, and they're not playing, you have to look at how good looking their wife is to get a full picture of that story. Yeah. That's and that's when me, you hear I'm, muscle fatigue, you know. I'm also counting some players that are on the fence usually that they ha- they can have injury happen in time. Rebic is another one of those players. Out of nowhere, he doesn't play and he gets injured. So hmm. it's happening a little too often. I hope that you know if you guys have an opinion about this, you know, please tell us in the comments or drop us mm-hmm. a note. What do you think about Milan and our injury situation, if I can call it that? But just why I wanted to mention uh, Milan General Hospital, which is... Um, I I just wanted to uh, mention this because it kind of ties back to the last slide with Origi. Because you remember the Milan Labs project uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, and it was hailed as one of the, the greatest things ever because it was reviving players' careers, like an aging Sadorf who used to get injured quite often, and Cafu, it enabled Cafu to extend his playing time. I mean, why aren't Redbird looking at doing something like that again? You know, if, if you're going to be investing in these players that are literally getting let go on a free at 27 years of age, you need a, you need a, um, like a, you need a lab that's going to basically prolong their careers if there is any injury problems. Well, knowing Berlusconi, I think the lab was only involved in the two things, the manufacturing of uh, painkillers and the second is the manufacturing of Viagra. <laughs> True, but Maybe it was... the thing that really kept those players up was the Bunga Bunga parties. No, nothing to do with True, but there was a... There was an interesting one, and look, I don't know if this is true or not, but if it is an urban myth, it's a very popular one. So you know um, how they extended uh, Sadarf's career? So apparently he used to have a problem with certain muscles around his groin area that he always used to end up pulling, and he was doing this. <laughs> no, honestly, and it, it happened. I know, like, no. You know the one? And with the that they fixed it by like pulling his, uh, an impacted wisdom tooth, no? Did you hear that? No, I, I didn't yeah. hear that. Yeah, and it was a famous one. And uh, and they said, um, and it's literally, yeah, so they, they, they did all these new age kind of things. like so. But basically, uh, the long and short of it is, is because he was constantly coming up with these grind tears and, and muscle pulls and stuff all throughout his career. And then they got him into the Milan, uh, the, the Milan labs. And what they did is they actually fixed it by pulling out his impacted wisdom teeth and it fixed them. So if that new age stuff works, I think we'll be seeing uh, players with with almost no teeth in the squad. <laughs> Maybe Mike needs to lose a few needs to lose a few teeth. That's it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But like I mean, look, if they're gonna do look, if it's true, because if it is just a an, an internet myth, it is a popular one and it's quoted on a lot of places, right? But if it is true, you know, Redbird are going to have to invest in something like this because, I mean, 
you can always be smarter than other teams because other teams aren't going to be looking at things like this to prolong career, players' careers. But if Milan can, and it's done them well in the past because they also used it on the likes of Cafu, you know, they also used it on the likes of Stam, Stam as well to keep him going. Nesta, it was good for. Maldini was good for. I mean, all these great players, they their careers were prolonged. So, I mean, you know, I'd seriously be looking at, you know, uh, when I, I found a picture of Milan General Hospital, right? I was kind of more like focusing on, yeah, look, it's just a bit funny, but let's go back to Milan Labs and the investment. Because if Berlusconi, right, Berlusconi, when he founded Milan Labs, right, like if Berlusconi could afford it then, there's nothing to say that Redbird could, couldn't afford it now, you know, and he just throw it in alongside, you know, uh, where's, where's it? Sancesto, sorry. Where's, where's, where do we want to build a new stadium? The Steelworks location, yeah. Yeah, that, that place. Like, so, I mean, just fire it in there, you know, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, it all turns out well, but yeah, I think Redbird need to, really need to be looking at something like that because, Especially if they want to start going down the route of this Origi thing, which is literally taking a punt on a player who's been injured quite a lot. He's now at his peak and he's injured again. So, you know, yeah, you're see right. how it goes. We need to try new things because everything else that we've tried has not really worked. That's it. Or else or else, get uh, Mike to the dentist quick. Needs his uh, <laughs> wisdom teeth out. Have a dentist in the medical team. We haven't tried that yet. <laughs> No, you okay. have Revich, but he just knocks teeth out. He doesn't actually... Uh... <laughs> he doesn't ask. He just does. <laughs> oh, okay, so we have uh, Brahim Diaz next. And uh, Diaz is long, you could say, uh, long-term loan maybe. Yeah? What has he been with? If we count this season, he's been on loan for total three years maybe. So it's been quite a yeah. while yeah, at the end of the season. What are your thoughts about Diaz and what... Do you think he still has a place in our squad, especially considering that we've got Adley now, who is permanently in the squad, Bart, CDK, also in the squad, uh, Kronich, who we renewed, and <laughs> as long as Pioli is around, probably won't, uh, won't leave uh, the team in any way. I mean, do you do you think Diaz can still, you know, can still find a, a spot for him, or should it be back to Madrid? So, so here's the thing. I think more. So, what I wanted to talk about regarding Diaz is, I, first, I'm I'm not sold on. You know, the only way that I thought Diaz should have remained at Milan is if Milan could have activated 22 million for a player that Man United were after for 50 million, and even if Real Madrid then bought him for 27 million, who cares? Because we get five million back, right? Yeah, that's the only way I was sold on. Uh, activating Diaz's. Here's the thing, though. Judging by the Spanish newspapers, they're saying that there is no uh, there is no clause in the contract to buy, you know, for Milan to buy Diaz at a cheaper price. So just yeah, he's he's gone. There's no way. Like when we have, it's like so we have CDK, we have potentially Adley. I know you don't like the idea, but potentially Rebic, if we need to add a push that can fill in, right? We can't be using this guy. He just has to go. He hasn't really shown anything um, other than, you know, in UV. one in every 10 games. Yeah, yeah well, right. one in every 10 games. I mean, but what's the point? We don't need a one in 10 player. We need a one in 10 player if that's ratio of 
bad games or good games to bad games, you know. Um, but like this, this kid needs to go, especially if there's no clause. I mean, he just he hasn't done, he hasn't shown enough, and there's literally no, there's no reason, you know, he he doesn't, he's not suited to Syria, he's not suited to the Champions League from what we've seen for the most part. So if he's not suited to two of those things, unfortunately, they're like ninety percent of our games. So he needs to go and you know, and I hope I hope it works out well for him. Because uh, he doesn't seem to be a bad person in terms of you know his character, right? He always does seem to he enjoys putting on the shirt. The problem is that sometimes he doesn't show up enough. So I do hope it works out well for him. I'd like to see him maybe go to somewhere like Portugal, where the you know there's a bit more space, it's a bit more open. You know, they, I think the tempo would probably suit him a bit more, and I hope he really makes a good career there. Just don't score against us in the Champions League, yes, please. Um, but yeah, for me, man, I just we can't. I mean, even activating him at twenty-seven million, at twenty-two million, unless we had a someone that would come and purchase him right away, which probably the argument would become irrelevant then, because if we bought him for twenty-two, and if you had Man United that wanted to put in a bigger bid, like. Real would just literally turn around and say, oh, we'll activate our 27 million and then we'll just pocket the rest, you know. So it's just this ever cascading uh, inflation of, of a player's true value. But I don't think he's he's nowhere near a 22 million player. I don't think he ever will be. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry, Diaz, but you got to go, man. And even more so that the, that the, the clause in the in the loan contract which every milan fan thought was there for the last you know three years which was oh buying for 22 uh is not there so what do you think yeah i completely agree with you uh what i really don't like about Diaz, and it's not his fault is that the i the idea or how the club was operating at that time you know i mentioned it a bit before that i i don't like us being treated like an academy for other teams so we've given diaz quite a bit there we've given the number 10 shirt which is a shirt number that should have been retired, I think, uh, based on the greats that we've had in, in the team. Uh, we've started him in games, even though we've had players that are younger and also had a high potential. So I I don't think it's the right move to you know try to make a move for Diaz because let's face it, yeah, we're coming out against Real Madrid and they're not going to give us any charity because they simply don't have to. And if they're going to ask for a high fee or anything just for Diaz, it's, it's definitely not going to be worth it. You mentioned some of, of the points that I completely agree with. Sierra A is not the league for Brahim Diaz. He needs to be in Spain. And, you know, I've seen how they play in Spain with their, uh, you know, their possession base, their tiki-taka or their, you know, quick passes, one-touch passes. That's the sort of playing field that Diaz is, you know, would, be, would excel in, not in Milan where... You know, we need someone, especially the up front, to hold up play. There isn't really that much space between the lines, and you've got these very tall defenders that, especially with crap referees, that won't even give you a a free kick. So it's, it's just not. I work don't think he us. has good vision either, man. <clears throat> I think that's his problem. He just doesn't have good vision. Well, at his height, it'd be difficult you know? to get much vision <laughs> above the. I uh, it's lighter than now, but last time I said that, it was it was about Tata, and he was like. <laughs> legally blind nearly so <laughs> I, I can't joke about someone's vision again <laughs> yeah but you're right completely agree with you about Diaz 
Okay, so uh, now we're down to the photos from uh, my trip. And yeah, Shayla, I'll tell the, the guys a little bit about it. So yeah, it was, well, it felt such a long time ago, but it was the weekend before last I went to Dubai for the Super Cup. I went for the Liverpool game. Painful, painful in terms of the result, but it was amazing just to see Maldini, you know, his picture is up on screen and Masara in live. So as well as the other players, you know, you see all these players on TV and on YouTube and you wonder, that, you know, what would they be like in person because, you know, how they interact with fans and then they wave at you and everything is different. So, you know, it's definitely memorable. So, yeah, there was a bit in the uh, on our YouTube shorts about Maldini. He waved and Masara as well. Uh, amazing, yeah, if I can say that. And I would definitely recommend that experience to other fans if the club ever plays in your city or nearby where you are. Just, you know, hop on a, a bus ride, car drive, drive down, take a flight. It's definitely worth it. So I also got to meet... Please come to Nairobi, Milan. <laughs> Maybe they would. And I think Africa is a place that, you know, if it's not for, uh, to meet the fans, at least do some good scouting because we've had good African players before. You know, George Ware, hint, hint. Mm. Yeah. So why not? The meet and greet was happened uh, the day after the Liverpool game. Uh, yeah, I got to take a picture. You, you see here with CDK and uh, Sal Makers with the trophy. And this is part of the trophy tour. Uh, CDK, by the way, he's uh, very polite in person. You know, he speaks uh, very well, smiling at the fans. I, I think he's generally happy to be in uh, Milan and, you know, around the fans. Uh, but from what I've seen of the... Him in uh, Club Brugge, I think pronounce it Club Brugge or Brugge. Uh, he enjoys being adored by the fans, so I think it comes naturally to him. Some makers, he didn't look at all happy to be there. I think he had to deal with Pioli's that if he scored against Liverpool, he wouldn't need to do this meeting Greek crap. <laughs> but he's I probably seen you roasting him on line, Hosni. He's probably <laughs> he knows, man. He knows it is. So they sent these guys and they should have sent Kulish, you know, the appeasement squad <laughs> to calm down my, my temper. Uh, Diaz, I didn't get a chance to take a picture with him because he came late and yeah, the queue was insane. But yeah, it was great, man. All I can say is that uh, I'm looking forward to going to Riyadh next month for the Supercopa and hopefully there's a meet and greet. I'll take another bunch of photos there. All right, impressive. So, who's your uh, who was your nicest? Who's the nicest player you met? So, you reckon it was probably CDK? Yeah, it's CDK. Uh, Sal Marcus, yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. And yeah, some yeah. good gear that was on sale. Well, that made that makes Milan fans and Salamakers because no one wants no Milan fan wants Salamakers to be there either, right? So, it's kind of <laughs> You know, but I, I'm thinking about it positively. Is that you know, some makers there was a time, and I, I remember it because it wasn't that long ago. He was good for us. Yeah, do you remember that uh, that long run after COVID? That there, there was this stat that if some makers before he signed game, that contract extension, he was yeah. good. Yeah, it was the extension. Sorry, yeah. And then next thing after that, man, I I don't know. I don't know what the hell has gone on with him. It's it's a strange one. It's a strange one. Yeah, I hope I hope he makes me eat my words though. You know, because I mean, look at the end of the day, if he comes good, but it seems to be that he's kind of regressing, and it's not like even a. You couldn't even say it like it's you know with CDK, you can kind of see him regressing in terms of the things that he's not trying because he's losing losing confidence. 
Mm-hmm. But with Santa Mackers, it's kind of like he's just doing the same things he always has done, but they're no longer working and he's not trying anything else. Yeah, but it's that weird. could be the, yeah, the, the limits of his abilities that we're seeing now. Well, keep in mind as well is that Santa Mackers, he, he didn't start off on the right wing. He actually started off as a right back, if I understand correctly. Right wing back, yeah. yeah. So he's kind of that weird area. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. Even last season, we... <laughs> Remember at the beginning of last season, we started uh, Florenzi on the right wing position. So, I mm. don't know. Is it the player? Is it the the methods, the tactics that is not working for him? Maybe. Mm. But all I can say is that if he scores those goals in Champions League and that game against Liverpool where, you, you got to admit, that, that was a good goal, yeah? So, he took it onto the left foot and mm. found that, uh, that angle uh, past the keeper. That was quality. Mm. If he can do that... Mm. Why not? You know, I wouldn't say that he's a solution for our right wing, but being able to do that and he, he's able to do that on a consistent basis makes us less worried because then we a lot more balanced. True, true, and it gives more um, it gives more legitimacy to the Milan scouting project anytime that a player works out. Yeah, right. So that's always good. So that in turn just makes any scouted players, you know, that we make a bid on before, you know, uh, clubs like Newcastle or Leeds, you know, that just gives a, gives us more legitimacy because the player kind of says, well, all these players have gone and they've done really well. So let me, you know, let me go. Yeah, I agree totally, Ben. I hope, I hope it does. But at the end of the day, though, it's kind of how long do you need to wait, you know, because we could easily just run into another situation where Salamakers doesn't want to, you know, sign a new contract and then we're kind of going well we could have got 30 million for this kid it's a player that we didn't even really like anyway i mean that's the point is that i mean whether to make a bucket loads of money maybe that's uh, you know that's a bit of wishful thinking but at least let's recover our investment because we've paid salary for this kid we've believed in him and all that so uh, let's get something a little bit something back something more than what he's given to the club in his time there but yeah, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, better performances from him. So Shane, uh, yeah, it's coming to the to the end of our little roundup. The prior, can I say this is our last uh, stream of the year? <laughs> so, what do you like to say? Yeah, to our <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> it's up to you, man. But no, I think yeah, it's uh, definitely it's always a, a pleasure. And as you as you know very well for uh due to visa problems i'm stuck in nairobi now a bit longer than i thought it would be so i have plenty of time on my hands trust me um but no we can we can definitely it's at a time to suits you of course but yeah well off for doing a new one but um yeah, sure. yeah man. Oh, the game on the 30th if it's available online maybe we could do a wash along that would be something bingo yeah good one we haven't done i that forgot yet. about that yeah, let's do that. Let's try that, man. So we're going to see you on the 30th, guys. And uh, enjoy the shenanigans, of which there will be many. Because <laughs> we haven't tried this before. So let's see. Yeah, so you guys are not rid of us yet. but I Just remember. Think... Yeah, I want to take this opportunity to thank the... whoever's listening now, who's listened to our previous videos. I mean, thanks so much. And for those who follow us on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know, it's great. Yeah? It's, you know, we appreciate all the support. 
uh, all the clicks that we're getting, <laughs> even though it's a work in progress of our videos and we're looking to bring you more great content as we- That's it. I haven't even got a working camera or a good internet yet. So yeah, wait, wait till those come. And uh, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, th seriously, thanks everyone. Um, I know we kind of started this up relatively late into the year. Uh, we're looking to expand this out and do even greater and greater things next year. Um, thanks for your time, your support. We really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, here's hoping 2023 is, uh, is definitely the year of Milan. So, yeah, big step for me is going to be Spurs. But we'll talk about that when that time's come. When that time comes, yeah, that'll be a bit later. But let's focus on winning. Hopefully, the PSV game and then Salernitana, and then it should be smooth sailing. Especially Zlatan mm. coming back. So yeah, fingers crossed on that one. Okay, well, uh, thanks yeah, everyone right. for listening, and yeah, it's been great to have you uh, having you shade and uh, to you as well, to your family, everyone else listening. Uh, belated uh, Merry Christmas to those celebrating and a Happy New Year. Uh, be safe, everyone. It's flu season. I think I've been down with flu last week. And yes, till next time, Forza Milan. Forza Milan. <laughs>